check, check, light check. show presented by nfab and we're back we're back people every thursday noon pacific for one hour we take your calls we talk about the upcoming race we talk about the race that just happened although not in this case we give away some prizes we talk to some experts and yeah we have some fun the fly race and moto 60 show people welcome back it's been fun it's been good the response to this thing is phenomenal we get a lot of calls get a lot of listens and people seem to like it Probably because uh, three-quarters of you are at work doing nothing. So you're figuring you're tuning into the show, and I like it. It's good. I'm not going to tell your employer. Don't worry. So it's just a secret between me and you. We're good. Flyracing.com, they make much more than gear, people. Much more than gear, although their gear is bitching, and it will be a scene on Trey Kennard, Davey Millsaps, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, among others this weekend. They uh, make much more than that. They produce a range of bike stands, loading ramps, tie-downs, handlebars, grips, levers, and more. Visit flyracing.com to view their full range of hard parts. And as well, uh, check out their new gear with the BOA uh, Fit um, product in it that uh, helps uh, secure the pants. It's, uh, it's revolutionary in the motor- revolutionizing, revolutionizing the motocross industry with their uh, BOA system on their, uh, on their upper-end fly pants. It's, uh, it's phenomenal, and we thank those guys for coming on. And, of course, NFAB, the proud sponsor of the NFAB JGR team, with uh, Barsha and Pike and Nicoletti in the outdoors. N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas. And anything you need for your Jeep, truck, or SUV, they've got it. N-Fab.com. Email the show if you want a uh, bit of a show discount. Use the contact form on pulpamex.com. You can get this show on uh, Stitcher. You can get this show on iTunes. You can get on its own feed, Moto 60 feed, and you can get it uh, right here on publimax.com on the archives, and we thank you again for listening. Jason Thomas will be on to talk some Anaheim 1, and Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross Magazine. He is going to be at the press conference that's going on right now, the live Feld Motorsports press conference. If you're listening to that, if, you want, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you want to be there, let me just tell you how it's going to go. I've never felt better. I've trained hard all offseason. My bike is phenomenal. My team is great. I'm ready to put it all on the line. And then we give a ring to Ryan Dungey, and we all go. There'll be no riding there today because of the rains that are going on in Southern California right now. And the rain is a big issue for Anaheim. So let's, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We've checked the weather. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Give us some bench racing. What do you think is going to win? Uh, who do you think is going to win Anaheim 1? What do you think the conditions are going to be? What about 250 class? Cooper Webb, Jesse Nelson, Joey Savacci, Zach Osborne, Alex Martin, maybe. 
Couldn't you just see if it was wet and crappy that Alex Martin would come through with a with a win? I can. Look at him at Bud's Creek. Also on the show, Fly Racing has graciously donated a moto tour bag and a backpack set to uh, give away to a random caller at 702-586-PULP. We can give that away to a random caller on the show. Just uh, call in, ask a good question, be a good guy. Do not call in begging for it. We will not give it to you if you call in and say, hey, can I get the bag back in the bag? What do you think about that? We're not going to give it to you. There's no way. Manning the phones, taking your calls, handling everything over there. He's back this year for entire show, for the entire season. He wishes he was getting a championship ring like Ryan Dungey, his favorite rider. The Taste Legendary. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm pretty great. How's this fly racing moto tour bag and backpack set we're giving away? Huh? Uh, I don't have the moto tour bag. I mm. have the roller grinder. I went, roller grinder. I, I went with the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty so amazing. It is pretty amazing. Does it change your life? Is it, is it uh, like the socks? It, is it like Stan socks? Actually, probably maybe a quarter of a notch below the socks. Yeah, because the socks change your life. It's right there. Yeah, no doubt. It changed my moto life for sure. Uh, congratulations on Ryan Dungey getting his ring today. It's uh, presented for the Supercross season. Do you do you like him to repeat? I actually thought you were going to say congratulations on Ryan Dungey taking home the 2016 Supercross Championship. Mm. And I said, no, 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 no. Maybe no, a little no, no, no. Uh, I do like my chances. I do, too. Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, let's get our first guest, JT, on the line when you get a chance over there, Tits. And uh, we'll get to your calls already. Some guys on hold. We'll get to them soon on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by NFAB. So one of the things that we were talking about in our, in our preseason podcast, and I'm going to ask Antonovich about this, but... It was myself, Wygant, and JT. And I said, we kind of got into a fight right away. I said, when you're looking at race winners this year, not championship guys, just race winners, I would think if, if of course, this is if they're all healthy, no one gets hurt, if the injuries change everything. So, But if they're all healthy, I said Kenny Roxon, Eli Tomac, Ryan Dungey, and James Stewart are stamp it. Race winners. Without a doubt, they're race winners. And uh, Wygant and JT would not throw the stew in there. They just would not do it. I don't understand how you can think the stew is going to ride 17 races. Remember, the, the caveat is that he stays healthy. I don't see how Stu is going to ride 17 races and not win one, two, three races. He's Stu. Right? He's going to do that. They said that JT even said he would throw Canard in that group. What about you people? What do you guys think? 702-586-7857. Who's your race winners for this year? And I mean, if they stay healthy, who's your stamp it race winners for 2016? This weekend, Anaheim 1 is kicking off. First round of 17 this year. Lots to talk about. Don't forget the Racer X uh, Fantasy Moto Pod brought to you by NFAB. If you play Fantasy Moto, it's uh, myself, JT, Dan Truman talking about who we would pick, who's the smart picks. We play the Rocky Mountain. Fantasy, where they have a wild card. We play the Moto Dynasty, where it's top 12 in each class. And we play Motocross Fantasy. So that's another little crossover. If you're into Moto Fantasy, and a lot of people are, check that show out. It's going to be on uh, all year long under the Steve Mathis um, thing. So, kind of chat room leaves out Tomac, though. Sealy, Kennard, Dungey, Rocks, and Stewart as his stamping race winners. No, no Tomac in there. Because you got to put Tomac in there. That's a, definitely a stamp. Without a doubt. All right, let's get to our first guest. Uh, again, on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, we're going to give away a Moto Tour bag and a backpack courtesy of Fly. Speaking of Fly Racing, he's out there in Texas, deep in the heart of Texas, hawking Fly Racewear. Jason, Jason Thomas, what's up? 
Oh, uh, not much. Just soaking up the sunshine while I can here in, in Texas. I don't think I'm going to see much of it this weekend. Well, you know, funny you say that. I just checked weather.com right before I got on here. And this thing is getting better all the time. It really is. Right now. We say all the time, but it went from morning showers to full showers all day. No. Uh, Friday. Did, fr- I'm not where it's at now. Friday, sunny. That's it. Friday, sunny. Zero percent chance of participation. Precipitation. Participation? Participation. Nobody's going to participate at all on Friday, which is actually Perfect. true. Um, precip- precipitation. On Saturday, PM showers now, 50% chance. I think that's worse. No, I don't think so. Because it was. I think it's worse because, because we can't avoid it Saturday night. Yeah, but we had rain on Friday before. Now it's sunny no, on no, Friday. No, 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 no. Well, so, my, well I don't know what yours yeah. said. Mine has said it's sunny on Friday all week. Oh, mine's been weather. Mine's been, weather mine's been weather.com and it's changed. Okay. So a little bit. Okay. But um, yeah, so um, it's getting better, I think. We'll see. You know, and you know, yes, I think. AM showers. showers are the worst. Yeah, but listen, AM showers earlier yesterday. Now it's PM shower, so that means it's moving back. Perhaps now, you know, in another day, it's Sunday AM showers. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, okay. okay. I mean, well, we'll okay. be optimistic about it. What's up, negative Nelly? I just don't. I think it's going to be wet. Well, I do. We're, we're yeah, due. We are well, way past it's, due. It's, it's going to be wet for sure. Uh, we're giving away a fly race and moto tour bag and a backpack and a backpack set today, JT, on the fly show. So. I like that. Um, will this. This bag kit change your life more or less than Stan Socks? Uh, I don't know, man. Stan Socks has done a great job with the whole life transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have. I, I'm actually wearing a pair of Stan Socks right now as we speak. And your life um, seems pretty good. It does. I can really say this turns yeah, things around. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. No, I, the bags are the bags are cool though. They're uh, they, oh, life changing. You know, okay, so you've had a couple of weeks since our preview podcast. Hmm. Um. I'm going to give you a chance to apologize. And a couple of weeks since our preview? I don't think so. I think we just did it. No, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, okay, maybe the preview I'm going to, videos. I'm going to give you a chance to apologize for not stamping Stu as a race winner. You can you can now change your mind. It's fine. Uh, no, I'm still out. You're out still. Okay, yeah. all right. Phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. Um, I'm a man of my word. Yeah, no, well, hey, we'll change our mind. So, Rocks and Tomac, Dungey, all stamp it race winners, of course, if they stay healthy. And you would still put Canard ahead of uh, Stu in uh, potential uh, stamp it race take, winners. I'll take Trey. Yeah, if yep. I had to pick yep. a race winner between those two guys, I'll take Trey. Okay, all right, fantastic. Um, it's going to be muddy. It's going to be shitty. There's no doubt about it this weekend. Uh, we're talking a little bit about maybe not being Anaheim 05 shitty. You know, yep. hopefully it's a little better than that. But I, I still like, I mean, just like we talked about, Roxon and Dungey are, are both, uh, Dungey's just smooth and steady, you know, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. And, and he, Mud Rainer, he's, he's not a great mud rider, but he's consistent. And Roxon's a great mud rider. I like those guys still, whether wet or dry. You really got to think about kind of the talent of the field and how, like, I don't see a Jacob Saylor a la Daytona 08 or 07. Come and get in third. You know, I still like the top guys Jake, to be the Jake top Marsak? guys. Was it Marsak or was it Sailor? Yeah, it was Jake Marsak. Oh, Marsak, yeah. 
I don't know. I, w- I would agree with you. I think, uh, you know, there's not that outstanding mud rider that Kelly Smith, the Jake Marsak type deal going to happen. No, um, I-, I agree with that. Not. I think there's, there's some really good mud riders currently um, that we have. And, and the field is just so darn deep. I mean, even guys like Brock Tickle and Tommy Hahn, those guys are legit mud riders, you know, and, mm-hmm. and we're not, those guys even in the, aren't even in the conversation for top finishers at Anaheim, which they very well could be if weather goes sour. Um, so there are a chance for a dark horse. It's just not going to be as far out of the realm of, you know, who you know uh, yeah. as it used to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What's your thoughts on Reed's, uh, Reed's deal finally being announced? Uh, Valley, Yamaha, Monster, Fly 360 cam, big part of it. What's your what's your take? Yeah, on that? I'm I'm sure it's a big weight off of his shoulders, but he's he's kind of known. Um, most of these deals were locked in. It's just trying. You you know you can't really announce anything until every single detail is finished, right? Yeah. Uh, so most of it's been done for a while. Um, it's just waiting on the the final few. I think Valley was one of the later ones, obviously, to come in. Um, and then you know you just have to get final sign off that hey you know we have the budget. Every every you know needs going to be met and bills mm-hmm. are going to get paid. Uh, to get a company like Yamaha to kind of fire up the rig again, so uh, I'm sure he, you know I'm sure he's finally getting good sleep. And uh, well, maybe not. You know, I'm sure he's nervous about Anaheim, but um, mm. it's got to be a good feeling to have this thing out and everyone knows. How's he going to get around this uh, camera thing? GoPro official sponsor Supercross. Obviously, he's not going to be wearing it. I wonder what they're going to do. I mean, he's not going to get around uh, it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I think he'll do kind of what he was doing outdoors is just promote it as much as he can yeah. without breaking the rules. Yeah, what yeah. Else? What yep. else can you do? No, yeah, I'm interested. I got to. Th- I'm thinking there's got to be something, some controversy, something will come up. Do you know what I mean? Well, it wouldn't be Chad Reed if there wasn't controversy, right? <laughs> yeah, he will push this issue again with yeah, somebody, no doubt there's about no doubt. it. And uh, and maybe I'll try to get him on the show and, uh, and talk to him about it because uh, it's always good. It's going to be. Um, it's interesting. I said it a long time ago, and I kind of forgot about it. But I talked about Valley stepping in again. Chad Lanza. He's uh, owner of Valley Construction Company, a NorCal company, and helped out Purcell two years ago in the Nats. He um, helped out uh, Travis Baker and the Yamaha guys. He had his own team for a few years. He kind of drops in. And, did he Did he not do a couple of races with somebody, too, like a couple of years ago? Supercrosses? Um, uh, uh, dr- positive. I, I just know he's had so many. He's at Tedesco and Burner and all yeah. these guys in and out of there. He drops in and out. And... Uh, I definitely think, like I tweeted, Yamaha owes this guy because he comes in. He's the, he comes to the rescue. He wants to spend money. He wants to be involved. Yeah, it's great to have people like that. Um, right? I, I yeah. really view him and Mike Genova basically the same. You know, they have no – there's no value to this for them. They're not, they're not going to build any – you know, uh, Chad Lanz is not going to build any more houses because he sponsors Chad Reed. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. not going to happen. Um, nor as, as much as Mike Genova would maybe argue it. I don't see Mike Genova selling any more hot tubs or smart top covers because he sponsors Michael Essie and, mm-hmm. and, and free. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's purely for the love of the sport and that has to be admired, you know, whether it's a wise decision or not, Hey, you know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's their money to spend, but, uh, they're, you know, their intentions are definitely pure because there's no other reason to do it. It's really ego. It's ego. They like it. I, I think they maybe like some of it. Yeah. I think some, but I just think they like being involved. You know, I think how how else would, would a guy like Chad Lanza be involved at the top levels of the sport, sponsoring a guy like Chad Reed without it? How would he even get around him or spend time with him? You know, I, I think they are true fans. I think that's 
the ego thing, I think you're on to something on some level, but I think it's being a fan of the sport too. You know, that's, it's no different than honestly, than my VIP experience. People want to, they're willing to spend money. If you can show them a great time and give them an experience that they otherwise wouldn't get. And mm-hmm. that's the same deal with sponsoring Chad Reed. You know, he's going to be a part of Chad Reed's racing program. You know, yeah. That's, that's yeah, no, no. Worth right. money to him. But I don't think he comes in if it's anybody but Chad Reed. You know what I mean? This is like a... Well, I, I this was that. I mean, he did Christoph Purcell all summer last year. Yeah, yeah, but you hadn't heard anything. He hadn't been heard anything. And all of a sudden, uh, the, bat, the bat signal goes up and he comes in with Chad Reed. So. Right, and I... I agree, but I, you know, he nobody had heard anything until the Purcell deal either for a while. So yeah, I think he's he's open to situations. I think Chad Reed was probably the easiest sell. You know, I don't know his financial situation, but if you're going to look for somebody to get involved with, mm-hmm. uh, he obviously carries a lot of weight. Another uh, big news that we came out this week: Adam Cincerillo breaking up, and we're going to have Anton Antonovich a little bit on the show later. And uh, Cincerillo breaking up with Alden Baker, and um, obviously. Look, a trainer separating from a rider isn't isn't a big deal in our sport. It happens all the time, but this is certainly a little more high-profile. High Baker has lost uh, Roxon, and he has lost Villapoto, and he has lost AC. One to retirement, of course, RV, but the original gang of three is is, is all gone now, and uh, Adam's going to look for a new trainer. Yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, I know that program is, is not cheap for the riders, and, you know, let's face it, Adam hasn't been healthy much lately to, to earn a lot of money. So um, I don't know the, the real reasons, but I, I would assume that it had to be getting a bit expensive when you're, when you haven't really raced much lately. So uh, I don't know, you know, trainers are, you know, seem like they come and go and Alden's obviously been much more successful than many of them, but mm-hmm. you know, trainers and trainers and riders separating is the same old story we've seen in the sport. Are you, you know, you're pretty, pretty adamant about uh, Alton's program and you didn't Ad- like Adam adamant. Yeah. Yeah. You're pretty adamant about it. And um, I'm trying to put Adam. Yeah. Adam no, no, into I, the adamant. No, I, I got it. Got it. Um, yeah. You, um, it's just, a, is, you know, you've gone on record as many times as you thought that was Roxon's a terrible move by Roxon. Um, and in some ways we still don't know. It hasn't gone good. So you, mm-hmm. I mean, look, um, leaving Alden Baker didn't cause him the case that triple, but everything after that and everything else just kind of adds to it. Are you, is this a bad move by Adam? Is this? Is, I mean, do you think he'll be fine? Do you think this was a? If, wrong, I mean, look, we don't. We're not on the inside, but just you know, what do you think? I think overall, uh, Alden Baker gives anybody their best chance to succeed. That's my personal opinion mm-hmm. uh, from the outside. Uh, but if someone, if it was financial reasons, hey, I'm never going to fault someone for having to make a financial decision. Uh, but but I'm sure there were many factors. I'm sure this wasn't an easy decision for Adam to make. Uh, sometimes you just need to change. But you know, for for Ken Roxon, um, I, I was very against this decision. Yeah, that wasn't money. Bull- yeah, that wasn't money. Uh, Roxon. No, deal. no, yeah, I, you know, yeah. obviously, I, you know, Roxon had his own. You know, he's his own boss, and he makes his own decisions. But I, I didn't personally think it was the best decision. But you know, Kenny's his own man and, and makes his own calls. Um, I just personally think that Alden has the best program in the sport. I, I'm a firm believer. I've been around it. Um, I've done the workouts and done the riding that he makes everybody do, and I know how strict it is and hard it is. But if you're in the sport to win and you're in the sport to succeed and you have very lofty goals that are winning championships and you have to be the best rider in the world, I think Alden gives you the best chance to do that. All right. All right, lines are packed. Let's get to the phone lines here. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by InFab. 
Tits is back in the studio. It's great to see him here. And uh, all right, Alex, you got a question about the race winners? Yeah. Uh, what you guys don't aren't too hyped on Tomac, huh? No, I think Tomac is a race winner. Absolutely. I think he's a little aggressive on the mud. Might be a little too aggressive on the mud, but I think coming back from a uh, injury, he might tone it down a little bit. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, he made a mistake last year with Weimer, jumped into him, depending on who you talk to, uh, whose fault it, it was. Um, he might take a little bit to get going, and he might be a little bit cautious in the mud, but I don't you think, Alex, that he's a, a multi-race winner this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I okay. He's yeah. title favorite. Right. Oh, I don't know about title favorite. I'm not going uh, there. The Kawasaki fits the characteristics of the bike fit him better, I think. This is riding style, a little out there. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, no I doubt think about Tomac that. will be great. I'm just, I'm a little unsure of how good he'll be right at the very beginning because he's only had two months of riding after massive, you yeah. know, time off and shoulder injuries, and those are big surgeries. You know, for anyone who hasn't ever been around a shoulder reconstruction, it's no joke. So, yeah, uh, I have no doubt about his second half of the season. I think he'll be a, you know, in the in the race to win every weekend. I just, I'm a little unsure. Just not sold yet on his well, first few rounds. Look, we're in Vegas. There's no doubt Ryan Dungy is the favorite right now. On the board, he would be That's the favorite. Me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. All right, thanks, Alex. And I don't think uh, Alex Meyer wins in the mud. He's lost two of his uh, winning factors, the fly gear and the X-Prime goggles. I agree. I agree. That's, that's, a, that's a great point, Alex. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thanks. All right. All right. Bye. Alex has a point there, JT. Fly gear and no, I, I no, no fly. I totally get it. What do you say? Well, I mentioned that Alex Martin could win if it was really muddy this weekend, and what can Alex Martin do? And Alex here on the phone said no fly goggles, no exp- no fly uh, gear, no X-Brand goggles. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's lost his, lost his winning ways. Lost his mojo. Um, so, <laughs> hey, Mark, what's going on? Thanks for being on hold. What's your question? Hey, Steve, on, the, on a mud race, why don't the big teams bring multiple race bikes instead of tearing down the bike, washing it, and doing a fire drill to get it ready for the next heat? Um, you can't do it. It's, a, it's against the AMA rules. You can only race one bike in the GPs. You can race two. Um, AMA does only let you do one, and the reason they say that they have this rule is to keep costs down and you know, take away some advantages that the, private, that the big teams would have over the privateers. So right. I agree. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thank you. Jonathan, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Good. What's your question? Uh, yeah, I was wondering how much communication will Chad Reed's uh, new team have with JGR as far as, like, setup and, uh, you know, suspension and stuff like that. It's a good question. You know what? Probably, I think, nothing directly. I would but- say 0%. No, no, but here's where it would come in is everything JGR does gets reported back to Yamaha. And there's been friction in the past because JGR hasn't always told Yamaha what they've been doing. But apparently everything's good and everybody's happy. So Yamaha can see exactly after each race what they've done to Barsha and Pike's bike. And then they can spread it on to Chad and say, hey, these guys did this. Now, there's lots of political issues in there and everything else. But there's I don't think, Jonathan, that Reed will actually ever talk to you know, Coy and those guys and all that, but Yamaha will certainly know what's going on with both bikes. So I, I assume it's going to be a conflict in, in the future between the teams. Oh yeah, no, this is we've talked about this a little bit. Hey JT, when when Cooper Webb and that and and uh, Jeremy Martin come up and Yamaha has a team and JGR wants it, 
Oh, it's going to get good. Uh, that's going on right now. Yeah. As we speak. That, that war is being fought as we speak. Yeah, and uh, Yamaha's deal with JGR is up at the end of this year. And I, if they don't get Cooper Webb, if, if Cooper Webb goes into a factory truck with Chad as a manager slash riding coach and all that, which is, I think is the plan, yep. I think JGR says we're out. We're done. We've, been, we've, we've worked for you. We've been a great partner for you all these years when you didn't feel the team. And now this kid, this, uh, this superstar, Cooper Webb, and you're going to take him away, quote-unquote, from us? It's going to be good, Jonathan. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, Jay, welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's going on? Yeah, baby, we're back. We're, we, are. we are back and yeah. ready to go. Yeah, one hour of your calls, and we're giving shit away, and we're taking phone calls, and we're having guests, and it's fantastic. Love it. I, I quit my job so I can listen live every Thursday. Oh, I like that. That's a good move. That's yeah, really strong. That's, that's yeah. Commitment. <laughs> hey, uh, so, so my question is, uh, I'm looking for feedback from JT on the rider standpoint and from you, Steve, from a team manager standpoint. Going into A1... What are you looking to find out? What are your goals? And what possible changes to your program are you going to make next week? JT? You know, this this year is going to be a little different because I think the weather just has everybody kind of being like, well, we don't really know what to expect. There's probably going to be mud, and then you don't really have much to gauge off of in the mud. A, a typical A1, though, a lot of people have questions going in. As, as confident as they want to sound and all that stuff, Somewhere in the back of your mind, you're always like, did I do enough? Did I work hard enough? Did I rest? In, you know, all the things. You know, you're just looking for, you know, kind of reassurance uh, at Anaheim. And for the people that do really well at Anaheim, I think they, more than anything, more than celebrating, more than anything, I think they just take a deep breath and like, whew, man, I'm I'm ready. You know, like all that stuff I did, it worked and I'm I'm ready and this is going to be a good year. Um, and then the other people that have a really bad A1, uh, there's probably some panic. Um, you know, their team's going to try to keep them calm, but you just don't want to change anything too drastically. You want to, you know, kind of just stay the course, man, because A1's always crazy. You know, we've seen some of the weirdest wins. You know, Josh Grant won his only Supercross ever at A1. Uh, Sebastian Tortelli won his only Supercross ever at LA Coliseum when it was the first round. Albie. It just seems like – what's that? Albie also. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It just seems like the first round always breeds chaos and inconsistency and all kinds of weird things happen. So you don't want to judge yourself too much off that first round. It's, you know, if things go great, take a deep breath and like, man, this, you know, I can build off this and that's awesome. If things go poorly, you just say, okay, well, that was a one-off deal. You know, the, the real season starts next week in San Diego and it's going to be much more like the season. So uh, just keeping your head and not, not, taking too much good or bad away from it, I think, is the key. Yeah, Jay, I'm kind of with JT. If I'm a manager, and even if I have a championship rider, if I have, um, you know, Celie and Kennard or, or Tomac and Dungey, any of these guys, I'm just like, hey, wow, we got a fourth or a fifth? Cool. We're good. You know what I mean? Um, it's a little muddy. It's a little crappy. Uh, nothing to panic about. We don't know where we are on setup. Let's just stay the course. You know, go into San Diego round two, and... Uh, See what we can do there. The worst thing you can do is start panicking and questioning everything that you've been doing for two, three months and change everything after one one weekend. You know what I mean? So Yeah, what uh, if your guy fades at lap thirteen? What's that? I said, what if your guy starts fading at lap thirteen? Uh, not, then you got problems because you're not gonna fix that yeah. in a week. You're not gonna fix that in a week, <laughs> that's for sure. So, yeah. so you got issues, you've got problems, you you know, I, I you know, as a team member, when you know it's the rider but you really can't point your finger at the rider because you know he'll just quit on you. 
that's when you put your head down and you start testing. But in the, in the heart of hearts, you know this guy's just not in it right now. You know what I mean? You're like, we could change the forks and shocks all day, but nothing's happening. So, Good question, though, Jay. All right, thanks. All right, thank you, man. Thanks, you. Bye. All right, let's go into uh, Daniel. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Glad to have you guys back on Thursdays. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, happy to be one back. One of my questions already got answered. I was going to also ask about bringing multiple bikes for a rider. But one thing I wanted to ask JT and his experience with mud races, um, who has the better odds when it comes down to it, a rider with more finesse and technical ability or just a, just a guy with just brute strength willing to push through? You know what? More than any of that, I think it's uh, I think it comes down to experience and the kids. It just seems to be the guys that grew up in – uh, areas where that was a prominent riding condition. That's why you see European guys always ride well in the mud. That's what they do every winter. That's always that's the only way to ride. You ride in the mud. Guys like Kelly Smith, guys like Nick Way, those guys every winter, every spring, every fall, every race they went to was muddy. You know, it's raining, uh, stalling out. It's you know the winter setting in, and you get those last November races in early December, and it's maybe snow, maybe not. For me, growing up in Florida, I never raced. I never rode in the mud. You know, maybe one race a year we'd ride in the mud, and I would try to find a way to not go that weekend or something. <laughs> um, it just, you know, I think that more than anything kind of determines if you're good at mud or not. Always the New England guys would be really good in the mud for good reason. They rode in the mud every weekend. So uh, mm-hmm. that's what I've seen more than anything growing up is just basically if you grew up in it or not. Um, uh, is that good, Daniel? You good? You got any other questions? Yes. Yeah, that's good. And um, I just wanted to ask one more to you. Um, on your guys' race winners, what do you guys think about throwing Pike into that for uh, a race win this year? Well, we're talking about stamping race winners. Like, JT refuses to stamp Stu. And I'm just saying if everyone stays healthy, I, can he win? For sure. JT, you're the one who brought that up. You, you said, or maybe it was you, maybe it was Weege or somebody, but he can win. Uh, which is scary to say. Win. Yeah, yeah he can win. About that. But I, I would not I, stamp that. Um, and I mean, I, you know, so. There's just, I don't know. I, I have a feeling that it's, what? to me, I, I would stamp it. I mean, you look at his progression he's made over the last few years from a guy getting lapped to holding off Dungey for X amount of laps. I really uh, like his chances this year, and I really think this year uh, could be a crazy season to see cool stuff like that. That'd be good for fly racing. Um, yeah, it would be. I, I can't stamp Pike winning yet. I think it's possible, but even in the races where he got on the podium, you've got to look at how far back he was from the lead in those races. Um, I'm trying to think like uh, Vegas, I think he got a podium. Uh, New Jersey, maybe he got a podium. But when you look at where he was versus where the winner was, like Tomac or Dungey or whoever won those, won those particular rounds, he was really, really far back from those guys. So that's that's the pace you've got to find and be able to sustain for 20 laps to win right now, you know, and, and podiums are great. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at the time and he's 20 seconds down from the lead, that's a lot of time to make up. So Tits, yeah, uh, I think you've got a little work to do there. Tits, do you want to give Daniel the bags? Did you like his questions? I was on board until he said he could stamp Pike for a win, but uh, uh, since he actually stamping a fly racing rider for the win, we'll go ahead and give it to right, him. Stay on hold, Daniel. You want a fly racing moto tour bag and a backpack kit. Thanks, man. Right on. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Um, JT will take that. Uh, Derek, what's going on? What's your question about Alden Baker? Hey, yeah, I was wondering about uh, Alden Baker and what's going on with uh, Gunther Paulin, because I've seen some pictures on Instagram that 
He's been riding yeah. down there. Do you guys have any info about that? I, I saw that too. It, it's not um, it's not a full time deal. He paid for uh, I think two months. He paid for two months of coming over and doing the program and training with everybody, and then he's going to go back to Europe. So oh, okay, cool. Yeah, thanks, man. so that's it. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. Evan, what's going on? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I just want to get your guys' opinion on starting one of the West Coast rounds at a earlier time, say like five o'clock, so the us here on the East for for TV reasons. You know, that would put it at eight o'clock here to watch instead of the main event going off around, you know, twelve thirty at night. On the um, yeah, you know what the, um, the the TV networks would like that. There's no doubt. Um, almost half the series starts uh, starts yeah, eight uh, rounds. Starts at yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I don't know. What do you think, JT? We're we, we doing that. We're doing that in New Jersey. We're doing it in another race, uh, or fortunate East Coast races. But we're all starting. Early. I think it's uh, Boston and St. Louis. No, I thought it was Jersey. Okay, Boston yeah. And St. Louis. No, it was last year. It was yeah, yeah. Boston and St. Louis this year. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's you know TV dictates everything. Um, we've learned that with moving races Saturday and start times and all kinds of stuff. Um, so I, I don't know. It's uh, I'm sure Fox Sports One has a very strong voice into when they want to broadcast races. And I think honestly, if if Fox Sports One came in and said, "Hey, we're going to put you guys live on normal Fox at," You know, main event start at 2 p.m., they would do it. They would find a way to do it. <laughs> They're really like, all right, sweet, we're done. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So. All right, there you go, Evan. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Just wondering, thanks. Gibbs, what's going on? How are you, man? What's going on? Just being uh, Matthew Broderick here. Are, what are you, are you, uh, are you in a can? Where are you? Paris, Paris, York? Arctic Circle, man. It's that guy. Yeah, but wh- like, where are you right now, though? You sound like you're in a bathroom. Are you hiding from your employer? I'm in, like, a station, yeah, hiding from my employer. I work for the military, actually. No, I know, yeah, you said on Pulp Show you're an Arctic Circle. Yeah, yeah, I've never been there. So I had a question. Like, what, like JT, I, I think you're, you're at the press conference today or whatever, but, like, when you're talking to the riders, like, is there a sense of anxiety from the guys at A1, or is it just, like, an everyday race for them? Of course, there's the media hype around A1, but aside from the media hype, are these guys, are they, are they nervous? What do you think, JT? Are you more nervous at A1? You as a racer? Oh, yeah. If anybody's, other than like a championship weekend, if you're trying to lock up a championship, this is easily, I mean, not even close. It's so much more nerve-wracking than any other race, by far. There you go. It really is. I mean, everyone this week right now, guys all week this week laying in bed are thinking about how the season's going to go and how this weekend's going to go. All right. Thanks, Gibbs. Good luck. Hey, I got one word for you, Steve. Yeah. Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock. I wish there was jerseys of coaches because I would buy a jersey of his because he's awesome. <laughs> he's fantastic. No joke, no joke. Thanks, Gibbs. LT, it's all the same. Take care, right. guys. He's in the Arctic Circle. Um, nice. J- JT, before we let you go, um, um, before we let you go, let me give, you, give me some uh, give me some either ors, okay? Okay. Millsaps and Brayton, who finishes better? This weekend, I'm going to take Millsaps. Kennard Seeley. Kennard. Wilson, Marvin. I'll take Wilson in the mud. Okay. But if it's dry, you're taking Marv? I would say 50-50 in the dry. I don't think – I think uh, Marvin will do better as the season rolls forward, but I don't think Marvin's 100% yet. 
Yeah, yeah, I've heard the same thing. All right, buddy. Well, thanks, man. I don't know. Are you still in Texas? You're in Texas still? I'm in Texas, okay. yeah. Fly uh, first thing tomorrow morning. And then you'll be in uh, in Anaheim, so that'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, and if you want to do the uh, BTO uh, Sports VIP program with uh, Fly Racing Zone, um, Jason Thomas, just yep. to email you. Hit so. me up. Yep. Yep. Steve, are you going to come to uh, Burt's Mega Mall tomorrow night for the uh, open house? I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Should I? <laughs> I'm sure you're not going. I was just kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It might be kind of fun. I'll be down there. So, it's a big rider. Yeah. There's a few. Like I think Three Brothers KTM has one. Uh, Burt's Mega Mall has one. It's standard like autograph session deal. Do I hang out? And what do I? Is there f- free food? Yeah, bro down. Everybody bros down. And free food. Yeah, food trucks and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Perhaps I go. All right. Thanks. Yeah, good times. See All right, you. see you, man. All right, next up on our Pulp uh, Pulp Show, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Infab, flyracing.com, designs its racewear to complement our riders, natural movements on the bike, no unnecessary distractions, straightforward, no nonsense, function, fit, and style. Fly Racing products distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. Great stuff. You'll see it now. You'll see all this stuff coming up uh, for Fly Racing. Sector Boots also are out. Entenap will be running those this weekend. Be interesting to see how uh, the Seven Deuce Deuce can do. And, of course, for the finest truck accessories money can buy, NFAB has you covered from step systems and light-mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear. Dress up your truck uh, with the hottest-looking, hottest-working accessories. N-Fab.com. JGR depends on NFAB, and uh, they're a big part of the sport, so we thank them for coming on. All right, next up, the guy who broke the Adam Cincerillo leaving Alden Baker news. He's at the press conference right now. He's live from the press conference. Transworld Motocross Magazine online editor, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on, Steve? You broke the uh, AC leaving Alden Baker. Good job on that. No, that, that was John. I can't take credit for that. You, it was not you? It was not me. It was John. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Ada then. How's the press conference going? What's the mood? What's going on? Who's wearing uh, what? Who's asking weird questions? Like uh, your boy Kiefer just asked, the, he just asked probably the best question of the day. He made Marvin uh, tear up. What? So that was, yeah. He asked if it's uh, difficult to ride with his brother, uh, being in the way that he is, and that was pretty awkward. Felt bad for Marvin. So oh, so yeah. Marvin teared up so a little somebody, bit. Somebody just take the heat other than me this year for asking stupid questions. Oh yeah, that's right. You got it. You had some controversy last year. Um, yeah. Uh, Kiefer, Chris Kiefer, everybody, <laughs> asking the the emotional questions at the press conference right now. Gee whiz, um, how do got good? What it's like thirteen? There's thirteen people up there. It's the most dudes I've ever seen on that stage. I mean, they're too deep, it's like an arena cross start. Well, um, dude, that's always controversial too on who gets invited and who doesn't. Who gets front row? I think that's the the controversy this year. Oh yeah, the front, who gets the front row? These guys, <laughs> these guys are ridiculous. How does that? How does everybody look? How does Stu look? Does Stu look? Stu looks good. Stu looks. Yeah, there's been like a lot of people like, oh man, James looks big. James doesn't look yep. like he's training. Yeah. Oh no, James looks thin. He got probably the tightest seven jersey I've ever seen on him, and it looks pretty good. See that, was, dude? That was my theory on. Uh, that was my theory on the uh, Racer X uh, Fantasy Pod. He's he posted that video of him looking a I little. I think that was just a psych out. Exactly, bro. <laughs> Stu, he's got it all figured out. Um, what's your? Ta- I, he cut his hair too, so he looks way thinner than. Right, right, you know, right. Kind of the the puffier hair. Yeah. Doesn't look that way now. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, did you listen to our our, our pre-race uh, prediction supercross podcast? With uh... of course I did. Okay, so are you with me that if they stay healthy, your absolute stamp it race winners without a doubt, Rocks and Tomac, Dungey and Stu, without a doubt, if they stay healthy, they are going to win races. Stamp that. Or... Oh, they'll totally win races. Okay, so JT and Weech thinking that Stu is not there. He's they're off. If you can like to point to count James out and anything is, I think foolish. It's it's James for God's sakes. I mean, right. he's the reason that half these guys ride the way they do. So, not like he totally totally lost it. You know, he said some pretty good stuff in the press conference. It's still going on. It's just kind of they're asking the general media questions now. So I stepped out, even though I should be in there now. But yeah, James said that you know this last year off, he's had a chance to find himself to find out what really makes him happy because he couldn't race, and I think for a guy that's you know, 27, 28 years old, figure out there's something other than dirt bike racing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that can only add to him for next year. And if he's healthy and the bike looks good, he'll get a win here sometime. Would you it add, might not be Saturday, but yeah, it'll be sometime. Yeah, of course not. Would you add anyone to that Stamp It race win list outside of those uh, those, five, those four guys? Anderson, Feely. Stamp It, win races. Stamp It. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Look at Anton. With the, uh, I just with, the with how I mean mm-hmm. Cole was solid last year. He got up front in Houston, and somebody could say that like, oh yeah, I mean everybody was behind him, and he got off to a good start. Mm-hmm. And maybe there wasn't as many guys out there, but not like he was some young kid that got in the front and didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He just put his moto in, and with how Jason has been riding in the off season with testing, we've only heard how fast it is. We haven't heard like, oh man, he's struggling. Like no. you hear other guys yep. talk about if he's that fast, yeah. He could, he could get one. 702-586-PULP. Give us a question. Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAB. Uh, Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross is on the line with us. He is live at the uh, A1 press conference right now. How's the track look? Did you get a chance to check it out? Uh, they're not going to ride today, obviously. Yeah. We uh, we even had one more big rainstorm this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least down south we did. I don't know if up here it happened. But uh, it's completely tarped except for the start straightaway. We're supposed to have one more storm run through tonight tomorrow will be clear but uh saturday's supposed to be like kind of iffy like 60 percent chance of rain through the whole day and, and rather cold so it looks good i'm sure that it's salvageable but if it rains again saturday it's going to be a mess and i'm sure it's a mess underneath there already yeah i mean is there already talk about practices being delayed or skipped no they haven't said anything like that okay. uh, but i mean it doesn't matter if they don't pump all that off and do all they can do to get the water off. I mean, the minute you move all those tarps, some water is going to shut off anyway and soak the track. So. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. I've seen it. I've actually physically seen them pull back the tarps and then uh, the things just go onto the track. They got to do a better job of that exactly. down the road. It's uh, yeah. Um. So hey, you're you're a friend of uh, Adam Cincerello. What do you think of this breakup with uh, Alden Baker? What do you know? What do you think about it? Um, I haven't talked to Adam. Like, I always talk to Adam at the races every now and then. I'm not a guy that's, like, texting and all that stuff. You know, we'll tweet music back and forth sometimes. But uh, I, I'm i kind of surprised by it. But at the same time, too, maybe, you know, your body just adjusted the same program that he's been on for, what, 10 years now? For a long time, and yeah. If you're not if you're not seeing growth, you know, because your body plateaus because it's used to what it's doing, maybe it is a good thing to change it up uh, free surprising to see it now but mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i think it's not uncommon to see a guy 
separate from somebody else, but to see those two separate is a little surprising. Right. I don't know. I'm kind of mixed on it. Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, does, 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 um, does Yamaha owe Valley Motorsports a fruit basket for stepping in and saving this deal with Chad Reed? Dude, there better be, like, God knows how many grand pianos and saxophones and all that stuff at, at you know, Dude, this deal was right this now. deal was going nowhere, and then all of a sudden, Valley's announced as part of it. I just like that's a great job by everybody involved, but that is Chad Lanza saved the day for this thing, and 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 Chad Reed gets to be on a Yamaha because of it. Yeah. So I mean, whatever they did, they owe him a lot more. <laughs> what do you? How does Chad look? What do you think? Oh, hold on, hold on. They just uh, Dungey is getting the cover of a Weedy Fox. It looks like. Oh, breaking news. But that's weird. He's in a pickup kit. He's not, like, in gear. He's just in jersey and pants. Oh. Like, you think jeans and a helmet. You think that's they'd, weird. You think they'd want to show people what it looks like uh, on a dirt bike? So. It's the weirdest thing I've seen because he's in a jersey. Yeah. And he has a helmet and gloves and Fox boots on. But then he's in, like, jeans. <laughs> I, think you're fat- <laughs> I feel like you just made that up, Anton. I, I'm looking at it right now. There's 60 flashbulbs going on it. If you want to watch the live streams, it's at transworldmotocross.com right now. Uh, or racerxonline.com, either one. That works. Uh, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, someone in the chat room said, what's up with the jeans on Dungey? <laughs> um, go, in there with the fo- go in there with the phone and get some answers for us on the show, live. Look, I, I, I can get blacklisted pretty quickly. I would hate to do it right now. We're on the cusp now. We're going to be in grocery stores everywhere. Yeah, exactly right. Hey, um, uh, 250s. Webb is the favorite. I think I think Webb is more of a favorite in the 250s than I would say Dungy is a favorite in 450s. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I like Webb to just, I mean, he's not going to win every round. He's going to have some stiff competition, but, man, he looks good. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, I don't think he was wanting to do this. I mean, you do what you got to do and everything like that, especially how the team is. Um, I know he was really wanting to ride the East Coast, but, yeah, it'd be hard to top the guy that – I mean, look how many points he was ahead last year going into Houston. Then there were still two races left to go. Like, he could totally get another championship easily this year. Uh, Nelson Savachi Osborne as his main competitors. Am I missing anybody? <sighs> Osborne. Yeah. Craig. Yeah, yeah what, we'll do, that, what do we think of Craig? Um, I think that he's smarter now and that his body's sealed up, mm-hmm. you know, from all the years of just absolute abuse and torture that it took. I think that he could be in a good, good place. Uh, I'm, you know, I was at the Geico day, the scrimmage day they had, and he was quick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anything could happen. It's hard to say without seeing these guys. There's, there's so many dudes that can win right now. And the good thing about this year is each coast is equally stacked. You know how usually people ride off the East Coast. Yeah. The East Coast might be just as good as West Coast this year. Yeah. No, I agree. I'd, lo- I'd love to see Osborne get a win too, man. I really hope he hope, really hope he does. Yeah. I mean, for he's been in there long enough. It's coming to the time that he's going to have to uh, get some wins or get ready to move up. It'd be good to go out that way. Yeah, he's done, right, yeah. at the end of this year? In that class, unless he, unless, yeah, unless he has sort of a disaster, something. But then, like, I mean, if he's on West Coast and it's a mud race. Like, who's to say that Bobby just doesn't go down and be like, "No, look, you're in Slovakia right now. It's six days. Go do it." 
He turns on his off-road brain and just goes and kills it. <laughs> you think that could happen, Anton? Is that is that a move? Um, you throw handguards on and it's on. Who am I? Who am I missing in 450 class that you think could be a sleeper? JT's kind of talking about Millsaps a little bit. Um, I think Brayton. I mean, I'm biased. I'm be, I've been with you all winter, seeing Brayton ride pretty well. Uh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, both of those guys. I've had quite a few people come up to me and tell me how good Davey's going at the test track right now, and I believe it. You know, the guys. Think about how good he did. What was it? Thirteen. I mean, his back was totally against the wall, and everybody kind of written him off. He came out and crushed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he still has it in him. It's not like that speed or that skill goes away. So I'm sure that he'll be up there all the time. You know, he'll be one of those guys. Brayton, we haven't seen a, a healthy Justin Brayton in a while. Yeah. You know, we did in Europe, but that was two, three months ago. You know, but and, and that's not to discredit anything that he's done. But for the guy to come in last year, have a broken back, get sick, have all these other issues happen, I mean, he hasn't really had a chance to show off what he's capable of in the last two years. Uh-huh. So I think he really has to this year to, to prove a point. Um, I'm interested to see how Forcell does. Um, yeah. I really am because it's been so long since, you know, he's raced Supercross. He's, we've never really seen him race. We've never seen him race American Supercross on a 450. Mm-hmm. He did it overseas, but who knows? Who knows what that guy can do? I, I need to see the track this weekend, but I really think he's going to do well. Uh, he does well beginning of the series, whatever series it is, he does pretty well. And then with the mud and everything else, I think he can really do some damage. Like, and, and I don't mean maybe not win, but I like just be. He's technical. He's perfect technical wise. He rides in a higher gear than a lot of people. I think he can. I think he can be okay. Yeah, he totally could. I mean. It's one of those things. If it's really as bad as we think this weekend, he can just paddle through the slop. He's tall. He's controlled. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't get excited. Watching Kristoff ride, it's never like he panics. He's just even keeled the whole way through. So say that, you know, something were to happen to another guy. Like, look at, okay, watch the 05 Anaheim one. Watch how Ricky just comes apart in the mud once he crashes one time and just has all these issues. Yeah. Porcel could be like Wyndham, not necessarily to say he could win, but he's not going to overexcite himself and blow up trying nope. to get to the front. He's just, yeah, this is what it is. And if he gets 13, yeah, whatever. And if he wins, yeah, whatever, too. Like, yeah, yeah. He's not going to get emotional. No, the start's big, and then obviously just stay upright, do 20 laps, uh, you know, ride around. You'll find yourself in a good position, and, and Porcel is so good at that. I, he's not going to hang it out ever, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, totally agree. Um, but yeah, I just I think right now, I mean, there's so many things that guys could be thinking of. Uh, it doesn't seem like everybody's, you know, years ago, I, my whole life is about Anaheim <laughs> one and all this stuff. I think guys yeah, yeah. have figured out, okay, what happens if it goes bust? Are you just going to bummed out the whole year? Right. I think guys are realizing like you have to be in it for the long haul. Yeah. They're not going to get overly excited. Really, the only guy that's got a make sure that he doesn't blow up again at a one as Eli and, and Boyer even, or Jim Holly even asked him the same question, you know, his a one starts haven't always been the greatest, you know, last year, pretty good crash year before that, another crash too. Like Eli's got to get through this one for a shot at title. Yeah. He's not fighting an uphill battle for the rest of the year. Speaking of the media continuance. So we already saw Kiefer made uh 
Marvin Cry, and I got a text into him right now to, to confirm this. And um, uh, how's ever how's the media? Lots of people there. Like, do you see? Do you sense a bit more coverage? Do you? There was a lot of like websites I've never heard of there, and I'm not to say like, oh, Racer and Trans World and Vital was you know don't come in, but you know, I've never heard of half these websites asking questions, and good for them to ask questions. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. Kept it going because really what happens, we ask something and, you know, either a writer, like, you know, blames you on the spot or somebody in the message boards, you know, these people ask stupid questions. How many questions can you really ask? You're going to get the same answer. Oh, I'm the best I've shape I've ever been. The bike's the greatest <laughs> I've ever been. Like, yeah. They're up there because they have to be up there. It's not by choice. Yeah. No, it's, so. it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where I, I feel like the, the excitement for Anaheim one and the hype it also ex- extends to the media a little bit, like more and more coverage of this series and and more and more people showing up and showing interest in this series. So yeah, I think you know this year could be a make or break, not a break year, but this could be a big year for the sport as far as what happens. You know, it's steadily grown in the last few years with better television coverage through mm-hmm. Fox and. Yep. You know, television package isn't the greatest considering it's going to start on one channel and switch to another, but mm-hmm. we got to deal with what we deal with. But to have two races on Fox in prime time, it's huge. To have, you know, kind of bagging on it, but the weedy thing, like, to have that is a huge step forward. I mean, we haven't seen potential like this since MC in the night. You know, it, it went away for a while, and the sport could be way bigger if it had continued at that thing, but mm-hmm. understandably with the economy taking a dump a few years ago, like, we have to rebound from it, and I think it's doing really well. This could be a really big, big year for media, for fans, for racing, for Supercross in general. Yeah, it seems like every kind of year we see a few more rigs in the truck. They Some go away in the pits, some go away, yeah. but we, we, we see, generally speaking, more and more rigs in, in there. I think, too, like, there's always going to be, you know, the big, Six brands. They're never going to totally cut and dry and leave. And there's enough people that Yamaha and Honda and everybody sports that there'll be little feeder guys off to the side, too, to keep it going. Uh, but even for sponsorships, you know, I mean, there were a few sponsors that we all expected to come in this year that, but for whatever reason, didn't. You know, there was all the talk of the hardware store on the Suzuki's, and it's not there now. And yeah, I, for, you know, we have a lot of steps forward, and yeah, there are some steps back or just in the same place, but. It's doing pretty good. I think as long as we're still here on Saturday night each week and the checks cash and we're fine. Yeah, the Suzuki thing, I talked to uh, Mike Webb about that, and um, they're still talking. It still may happen. They're just uh, they're just talking. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, st- it still may happen. but um, um, Maybe not to the capacities that they thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, there are photos of True Value logos on the bike out there. You know, they're on... I think they're on MXA's website from like two weeks ago or something, and they're you know, but they're not there now. Oh, somebody just tweeted me the photo of the um, of the dungy the cereal box. Yeah, yeah. Is it jeans or is it just blue pants? Um, it looks like jeans, Anton. Yeah, it looks like jeans. I, I, don't I mean, know. as a man that reads GQ, I can spot a pair of blue jeans from you know a mile away. So yeah, I'm a, I'm not a huge fashion fashionista you know but um, yeah (laughs) hey let's take some calls here we got a few people on hold ryan what's going on what's happening hey hey buddy uh just driving home from work 
Love and life. Sweet. Um, so just a quick question. It was kind of more driven towards JT, but, like, the sector boot, like, it's a high-end boot, flies pumping it up, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. right there with the top boot. And I remember calling in back not long ago, like, when the boot came out. And and I just don't understand why a guy like uh, Kennard or Brayton don't wear that boot when they're, like, the top fly guys, yet they still wear Alpine Star. You think that's a financial thing? But it, because it just seems like if they want to pump their boot up to be the number one boot in that elite level, they would put it on their best guys and money wouldn't be an option, right? Well, they're trying. Uh, they're trying to get guys in, and I think they're they're talking, and some of it has to do with money. Some of it has to do with existing contracts, things like that. I know they're pushing uh, more and more into, um, into trying to get some guys within that boot. I think you'll see it uh, as the years go on, but... Yeah, it's all about timing and, and everything else, you know. Um, yeah. Seven Deuce Deuce oh, wears it, you. so, yeah. I know. Man, that's so – who cares, though? They're, at least they're riding their dirt bike. Yeah, that exactly. Right yeah, uh, Anton, what do you think of the Sector boot? It's good. I mean, it's a – TCX. Yeah. It's a TCX boot. You know, it, it, it's a solid base that everyone can grow off of. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a $199 boot. It's a premium boot now, it's just because they don't have, you know, a canard or Brayton or Davy or somebody in it, that doesn't, that's not a knock against it. It's just, it's just not there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it's all yeah, it's a good I group. guess just when it comes to spending money, you know, you, you want to know why, right? Yeah. I think, I think, I think, Ryan, you'll see it. I, I thought you'd see a little more this year, but I think in 2017, 2018, yeah. you'll see more of a push once these deals expire, once guys are you know out of their existing deals once teams are looking for um some boot deals i think you'll see more of it maybe it'll you know, be faster too yeah yeah exactly what, what's that out there the boot thing like there for a while everybody was in alpine stars it seemed like that was the only boot to have and there were a handful of people in garnets or whatever and you had the occasional odd guy in, in a cd but it, alpine stars is still doing well but the garnets and the cds have really stepped it up i think it's becoming an open market that it's not just these cars out there now yeah it's a little yeah. bit it's a little bit like helmets you know five years yeah. ago wow ten years ago helmet choices weren't much and now uh no. now they're out there all right thanks ryan hey, uh, oh one more thing sure um real quick and not to beat that this dead horse but the whole like gear boot combo thing you can you wear a fox boot like right when uh i love uh Kiefer and jt but it's kind of almost like they're snubbing everybody else when they say that because here they are industry guys they can get whatever they want, you know. Like, yeah. for an average guy to be able to afford to like always match their shit like that is like. Yeah, I'm, surpri- right. I'm surprised those guys were that adamant. I'm also surprised at the amount of listeners' uh, tweets and emails we got about this this silly argument we had. I just, I feel like you can run that stuff a fly helmet with fox gear all day long. Absolutely. That's all. Yeah, I, Absolutely. I I agree. But so you should. Sh- already shoot fences, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Have a good Thank weekend. You. Yeah, Ant- Anton, is wearing um, a Fox Instinct boot and helmet with a set of f- fly gear okay to you? I mean, I wouldn't do it, but it's fine. <laughs> Even if I wasn't getting, like, stuff flowed to me from whoever, I still wouldn't do it. Okay. But, yeah, I right. feel like yeah, I'm just a snob. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you're with, yeah. You're with Kiefer and JT, so that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, hey, last question on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Kyle, you want to talk about Chad Reed? Yeah, well, I have kind of two questions, but we'll start with the Chad Reed one. Okay. Um, okay, say he does well this Supercross season. Um, if he does well, 
does he say, I'm going to hang it up this year, or does he say, I still got it and go for next year, too? I say he still hey, goes. Yeah, what do you think, Anton? Yeah, he already said in the press conference, uh, kind of came up there, he knows his years are kind of running out, but he's not ready to quit. Um, he's definitely going to do this year for sure, and it sounds like continue on for maybe one or two more after that. You know, nothing concrete, but he's not done after this year like everybody thought. So does he only have – is it a one-year deal, deal, or does he have next year too? Be inter- I, I don't know. Anton, do you know? As far as I know, I mean, I think with this, if this whole deal just came together this late, I'm sure it's just like Yamaha has been the last few years, just take it for what you got right now, and then we'll reassess from there. Um, who knows? I mean – it's only been a day, so we can't really know everything yet. We'll find out more in the next few days. I think if he if he has a terrible year, he's going to walk away. He's going to be like, "I'm done." And terrible year meaning like no top fives and and you know. Well, but if he if he's on a podium a couple times, if he gets a race win, he's on the podium two, three, four times, top five all the time. He's coming back in seventeen. Why not? Why wouldn't you? You know, the Chad that's like right now. He, he doesn't look like the same guy we've seen for the last three years. I mean, if you look at a picture of Chad from last year, and you look at Chad this year, he looks like the same dude. You know, he's way lighter. He seems way more, you know, into it. I think changing his training program and all that really helped, and not having the stress of, like, trying to chase sponsors and employees and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, this maybe did really relight the fire underneath and that he can go out and just race. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, I texted Kiefer. I said, did you make Marvin cry? He replied, fuck. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's confirmation or that he's upset or, or anything, but it seems like Kiefer. I'm, I mean, dude, I just, nothing against Kiefer. I mean, great. I mean, that's, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, poor Marvin. Did he, poor say, Marvin. did he say Chris Kiefer with Dirt Rider? I think so. Ah, oh, so he even outed himself like that way. Yeah. Back. yeah. I had stepped back because I was waiting for you to call in. And then, you know, if you set, like, if you haven't really done press day the last few years, you have to set in this, like, pocket in the middle of the room and all these chairs, and yeah. that's the only way you can hear anything. If you step off to the back, the speakers, you can't hear anything at all there. So yeah. I just kind of watching the screen and then just um, Marvin cheered up. And, uh, Oh, I, I, you know what? The good thing about this is I'm going to get two to three hours of content out of Kiefer and Marvin and all that. So it's awesome, actually, pretty good for me. Yeah. So it's great, Anton. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. I'll see you there this weekend, man. Michael Antonovich of Trans World Motocross Magazine and online editor of that. Thanks, buddy. Later. All right. See you. All right, everybody. It's been the first year, or first first year, first show of the new year. Good job, Tits. It's my pleasure. Fly Racing Moto 60 show. We give away a Moto Tour bag and a backpack. That's awesome. Thanks to the guys at Fly. Thanks to the guys at NFAB for coming on the show. Good section of calls. I like that, too. Thanks to JT. Thanks to uh, Antonovich. Thanks to Kiefer. It's awesome. Good job, Kiefer. Make him cry. See you next week. I was born in-